0: Welcome to Behind the Warrior, a podcast presented by the EOD Warrior Foundation. This series will focus on resources, interviews, and topics impacting EOD warriors, their families,
1: and the military community at large.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Sherry Beck, and this is Behind the Warrior podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jeanette Gillis. She serves as the Deputy Director of Community Integration for America's Warrior Partnership. This is a nonprofit based out of Augusta, Georgia, that is focused on empowering communities to empower veterans. Jeanette, thank you for joining me. And let's start by telling me where you grew up and if you have any military uh, affiliation at all.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me today. Um, I grew up in the Augusta, Georgia and Charleston, South Carolina areas, born in Augusta, Georgia on the military base here and lived here for a few years, moved down to Charleston, South Carolina, where I spent most of my formative years and then moved back here, as, back here to Augusta as a teenager. So sort of back and forth around the, the uh, southeastern part of the United States.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you were um, a child of a military member? Is that correct?
1: Yes, my father was in the army when I was born, and short when I was around three years old, he went ahead and he got out of the military, mm-hmm. and so I didn't grow up um, in a military family per se. But um, he had a disability rating as a result of his service, and so I grew up very familiar with the VA and resources around that and disability. And I think I told you once when we talked before that I remember the the DAV magazine being on the um, living room coffee table. So very familiar with uh, veterans' issues, just always.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Well, what, what led you to nonprofit work in finding America's Warrior Partnership?
1: Well, um I have a master's degree in social work, and so with that coming out of graduate school, there was just an interest in service, serving the community. And I worked in a nonprofit that did drug and alcohol abuse starting out of grad school and then worked in a hospital uh, for a number of years in kidney transplant, and then took some time off to raise my children. And when I was looking to go back to work, I was looking at um, some things that would be impactful. And a friend of mine was familiar with a local nonprofit that served veterans, and I was fortunate enough to be hired on to work with them, and that's how I met Jim Lorraine, my current boss. Uh, We were working in the local community here in Augusta, Georgia, with a program at that time called Augusta Warrior Project, Mm -hmm. and we served veterans in the local community, Um, and I started I started out there, and it was it was a wonderful experience. And then um, after several years, Jim had spun off into um, the uh, America's Warrior Partnership National Program. And so, after a number of years in the local uh, community, I moved over to America's Warrior Partnership and began working on a nat- on the national platform
0: very cool um, so really a, a grassroots sort of effort initially that has turned into a national organization that does does great things all over all over the country yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope I think so and I hope so yeah right um, well can you explain the mission of America's warrior partnership
1: well our, our core mission and our core program is community integration and community integration really encompasses everything that we do. As you said at the beginning, our the, our mission statement is to empower communities, to empower veterans. We believe that veterans, veterans are best served in the local community and that the local community has the resources and um, folks that can, can address veterans' issues. Um, so when we're working with communities, we're focusing on that development Um, the connectivity between all the programs and resources that are available in a community, outreaching to the veterans that are in the community, educating them about what exists for them, advocating for them when it's necessary, and trying to connect all the dots between all the different um, groups that are providing those services and connecting the veterans that need those services to each other. And so that's, that's our core belief is that, is that that's really what needs to happen, and it's that that connectivity and that outreach and engagement that is that is our core belief. Mm-hmm. We take that core belief and and uh, put it into our other programs, such as uh, Mission Roll Call, the Network Operation Deep Dive, and a number of the other things that we do.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Jeanette, can you describe what your role is as Deputy Director of Community Integration and ultimately how your your social work has been helpful in this role?
1: Yes. um, My role as Deputy Director of Community Integration is to run the network. The network is a virtual platform that we have developed using Warrior Serve, which is powered by Salesforce, and it's our digital platform. I reach out to national nonprofits as well as local community organizations around the country and assist veterans with getting their needs met when local resources have been exhausted. So, for instance, if a veteran reaches out to America's Warrior Partnership through our website, my job is going to be to connect that veteran to their local community. So it's important that I know the local communities around the country so that I can do, make that connection. Mm-hmm. If a local community contacts the network because the resources that are available in that local community are either exhausted or non-existent, then I take that referral, that veteran referral, and connect them to some of my partners on the national level. So it's really about building those relationships with different um, organizations and community programs around the country as well as building relationships with national service providers so that we can we at the network can provide the connectivity between the two.
0: Okay. All right. Great. So Jeanette, I would imagine that your background in social work has been helpful in navigating those sorts of resources. I would imagine that there are similarities between the social work aspect of aspect of connecting with, with resources, much like what America's Warrior Partnership does.
1: Absolutely. It, it certainly helps. Um, I was trained in the systems model, so we were trained to understand um, how systems work, whether the systems are small, um, such as a hospital or um, a program, or if they were large, such as a, com- a community itself. <clears throat> so, excuse me, understanding how to navigate all of that um, and having that social work background has been tremendously helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. It's nice when you, you know, your pre, your prior experience can, you know, kind of flow into a different position, and and you're helping in different ways. So I think that's awesome. So you mentioned running the network. How does how does someone get integrated into that, Jeanette?
1: Um, someone integrated into it as a uh, in, in my role, or how does a person get referred?
0: How does a person get referred? A veteran okay. get referred to you? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So if a veteran wanted to get referred to the network directly, they would go to our website, www.americaswarriorpartnership.com, backslash the network, and they would be able to refer themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, if they referred themselves to the network, what we would be doing is looking at what community do they live in? And as I stated before, part of my job is to develop connections, relationships with local organizations around the country so that when that veteran reaches out, I can then connect them to a partner or a program or maybe even somebody that I've worked with before in the community where they live. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe that's important because we want that veteran to feel embraced by their community. We want them to feel as though um, they know who to count on in the future if they need other things other than just at this moment. Right. Um, if a program wants to co- refer a case to us, if a county VSO or anyone like that wants to refer a case, They can refer a case very similarly. Mm -hmm. Go onto our website, and there are two buttons. There's one for veterans to refer themselves, and there's one for organizations to refer a veteran to us. Mm -hmm. So either one of those ways, if they come in, that referral will come straight into our system. I will get an email telling me that a new referral has been received, and we will contact that veteran within 48 hours.
0: Fantastic. So... Um, I want to jump ahead a little bit because I think it's important to touch on um, the relationships that you guys do establish with local resources and everything and, you know, get the veteran to utilize those. But tell me about the the VSOs, the veteran service officers, and and how important it is for a veteran who may have a need to connect with their veteran, their local (coughs) veteran service officer.
1: Well, the veteran service officer is really the key to a lot of things. The veteran service officer has been educated on how to file claims, Um, They, especially um, for veterans that might need a discharge upgrade, they might need to file a claim, they may need They may want to upgrade their disability. Mm -hmm. They may want information on the GI Bill. They may want to know how to connect to the local VA and get enrolled. The Veterans Service Officer really has a plethora of knowledge about um, many things having to do with veterans' benefits and how veterans can get connected and use those benefits. Mm-hmm. So we we're um, we're closely connected with NAT VSO, the National Association of County Veterans Service Officers, and a lot of oftentimes we'll reach out to them to be connected to one of their VSOs in a local community. Um, again, because we believe that that VSO is really going to be that boots on the ground person the veteran to connect to for maybe questions they have today, maybe even questions they have in the future. Mm-hmm. Veteran service officer can help a newly um, transitioning veteran understand their benefits, but they can also help a veteran who maybe is on the other side of lot who is um, a little bit older and would like to understand how to do aid and attendance, or maybe uh, get connected to the VA for the first time um, for, oh my goodness. I'm sorry, that's I lost okay. my train of thought there. I'm trying to think of everything, and
0: I'm that's okay. <laughs> and I'm saying just, too much. it's it's okay. You're not saying too much. I don't think you're saying too much. Um, you know, you can just pick up um, or or we can just stop at that, um, whatever you want to do.
1: We believe, I think the veteran service officer is crucial um for the veterans in in any community because the veteran service officer is a person that can help you file a claim. Um, the veteran Service Officer is a person who can help you file aid and attendance. But the but more importantly, that Veteran Service Officer can assist you in understanding what your benefits are and how to connect to them, and mm-hmm. then they can help you do that.
0: Right, right. I know that um, in in our experience of assisting veterans, um, we absolutely look for the VSO in the local area wherever they are first to help the veteran navigate through what their eligibility is all all kinds of different resources. And we've had great luck with, um, the veteran service or, you know, officers that are out there and in their local counties and that sort of thing that have been really, uh, advocates really for the veteran to receive the benefits and services that they, they, um, you know, have, have earned through their service. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. very important. Um, I also wanted to say that, (coughs) you know from the EOD Warrior Foundation's perspective you know we we value the partnership or the outreach that that we have with America's Warrior Partnership um there have been several occasions where we have reached out to you guys, uh, on behalf of a veteran that, uh, is in need, but maybe it's not something that we can fully assist with, but we do it in part with you or in partnership with you to find additional resources. So I just want to give a shout out to you guys for that effort and, and, you know, always being willing to help, uh, no matter what. And we just appreciate that very much. And I know that some of our, our, EOD technicians uh, have benefited from the outreach and the resources you guys have provided.
1: Well, thank you. I, we, we definitely appreciate that. And, and the partnership is important to us. And truly, um, it, it's what we're trying to do is just bridge that gap when maybe uh, a program can provide a number of resources that maybe there's just a um, one additional thing that's missing or mm-hmm. um, an additional thing that would that would really resolve the issue. And if we can step in and help um, bridge that gap, we're certainly thrilled to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think it's a reciprocal <clears throat> relationship because I know that um, you guys have reached to us before as a nonprofit entity when there has been an EOD veteran in need. And, you know, it's it's a good it's a good relationship and and I like that. And I know that you're continuing to build those sorts of partnerships with other nonprofit entities as well. So um, certainly we, we have to do it together.
1: <laughs> um, Absolutely. There's, yeah. there's, there's plenty of work for everyone. And, and I think that if we can partner and and do it together, that's always in the best interest of the community, but ultimately in the best interest of the veteran.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, since we we talked a little bit about the network, I know that America's Warrior Partnership has so many different programs. Jeanette, um, can you can you just highlight a few, and and I'll just kind of go down a list. And um, okay. I'd love to talk about Battle Rhythm, um, Operation Deep Dive, and then Mission Roll Call. And if you're comfortable chatting about those, then I, I think that would give a great overview. Um, for veterans out there listening um, as to what you guys do.
1: Absolutely. Well, that would be my pleasure to do that. Um, Well, first of all, let me start with talking about um, Operation Deep Dive. Mm -hmm. Operation Deep Dive is a suicide study that we're doing. We've been funded to do that by Bristol-Myers Squibb. Um, They funded us to investigate how communities can best serve veterans and in those communities, we're trying to recruit participants who will be willing to be um, interviewed about a loved one, co-worker, uh, friend who maybe died by suicide or non-natural causes within a 24-month period. And what we really want is for that person who's interested to share about the last year of the veteran's life. We're hoping that that sharing Will assist researchers in identifying ways to better support those who have sacrificed for for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's our Operation Deep Dive study. We're in, I believe, we're in year three of that, mm-hmm. and we're really hoping that in talking to family members, loved ones, coworkers um, of folks that that we have lost, that we may be able to uncover. Some new information, some new insights mm-hmm. um, that we can use for prevention. Right. Ultimately, that's, that's really the goal is suicide
0: prevention. Understood. Um, well, as a side note or a side question, I should say, um, how receptive have people, you know, family members or friends or what have you of someone who has died by suicide, um, how receptive have they been to participate in the program?
1: Um, I I would say that we have had some good participation. I don't have the absolute numbers. Mm-hmm. I know that the interview that's done is quite lengthy, and it it involves a lot of a lot of questions. And we have um, trained people that are conducting the interviews. Okay. And um, we're we're feeling like we're getting some some good data. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that I, that, as I said before, we'll be able to use, uh, in our prevention efforts, but we're still out there trying to get more participants and trying to find more, uh, clues to this just tragic trend we have in our country.
0: Right. So... For instance, um, would I be able to refer or at least maybe not refer may not be the right word, but I would be able to um, provide this information to a survivor of someone who um, had a loved one die by suicide. Is that correct? I could do that. I could share this information with them. Okay.
1: Yes, if, if they so if there has been a friend, a co worker, or a loved one of a former service member who died by suicide or non natural death in the last twenty four months, they can contact our research team, and I'm going to give you the, um, the way to do that okay. uh, by visiting America's Warrior Partnership. org backslash deep backslash dive.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: And that will um, connect them to our research team. They will be contacted and um, begin the process of getting enrolled and, and starting the interviews.
0: Okay, perfect. All right. Um, how about battle rhythm?
1: Now, our battle rhythm is really interesting. It it has, it has morphed into a very interesting, um, really kind of all-encompassing thing. It's the way we outreach. It's particularly the way the network outreaches. Battle rhythm is a call that we do once a month. It's usually on the first Monday of every month at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm trying to see with our holiday this year, it's sort of um, – changed when our battle rhythm our july battle rhythm would
0: occur okay right
1: but this one's going to be july 12th but normally it's the first monday at two o'clock this one's going to be building connectedness through purposeful activities that's our the title of this one what we have we have a theme every month sometimes it may be employment some months it will be recreation education um, mental health we've had a wide variety of themes We'll have two speakers that will share with us. One speaker will share with us a resource. Another uh, person will share with us um, the topic. Maybe Mm -hmm. we'll have a professor that might talk about um, depression if it's mental health. And then we may have a, a resource like a... Like uh, the Shepherd Center or something like that here right. in Atlanta that can tell us how to get involved in how to refer a client to them.
0: Okay, and once we, that I'm sorry, uh, I was just sorry I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was going to ask how how long are these sessions typically, um, Jeanette? An,
1: an hour and fifteen minutes.
0: Okay, perfect. So
1: we have our speakers. This we have one speaker will talk for fifteen minutes. The second speaker comes in and shares a resource. After the resource has been shared, we answer questions. We have about 10 minutes to where we'll do a question and answer session, and then we move into our breakout sessions. The breakout sessions seem to be really popular. There are opportunities for the participants to go into the breakout rooms. We usually have four breakout rooms with maybe 15 participants in each room. Oftentimes, our speakers, our two speakers will be in one of the rooms. We'll have, you know, four rooms, but two of the rooms will be hosted by one of the speakers. The participants will have opportunity to engage with the speakers if that's the session that they chose. They'll also have opportunities to share what they're doing in their local community having to do with uh, the topic and Mm -hmm. a network with each other. Talk about, you know, and and share resources and programming and things like that. After the session's over, they are recorded. So after the sessions are over, we will send a recording to everyone who registered for that session, for that battle rhythm. They'll get a recording of the session so that they can um, either share that with folks on their team or just keep it as a resource for the future.
0: Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. And one other one that I was curious about is um, Mission Roll Call.
1: Mission Roll Call is a program that was developed about two years ago. And what their goal is, is to take the voice of the American veteran, send them, try and get their opinions and experiences, catalog those, deliver those to leaders In order to promote change. Mm -hmm. Um, Mission Roll Call sends out polls asking veterans questions, encouraging them to share experiences, and um, uses that information, again, to share with leaders of Congress, to share with leaders in local communities, to let them know what veterans' experiences are, to let them know how veterans are feeling, what they're thinking, and what they um, believe are important pieces of information for the government to have.
0: Mm -hmm. So, ultimately, it's it's a platform, really, for veterans to, like you said, have a voice, but also, hopefully... Um, bring attention to some of the issues that, that are out there and, and also maybe eventually implementing change or additional benefits or, or something to that effect where um, it's, a, it's a long-term benefit for a veteran?
1: Mission Roll Call is a million strong. They have been able to reach out and connect with veterans and have over a million veterans join in the program and participate in sharing opinions and polls and signing petitions. And one of their major successes this year, uh, this past year in 2020, was um, a petition they sent out and received over 200,000 signatures from all 50 states that was used to assist in the passage of the Commander John Scott Hannon Mental Health Care Improvement Act. So that's one of the, the successes, but it's also the goal of Mission Roll Call is to take the veteran's voice and use that voice to create change. Yeah, v- veterans that reach out to Mission Roll Call. If, in addition to participating in the poll or sharing their voice or maybe um, putting their story, veteran story out, if the veteran has something that they need help with, Mission Roll Call then partners with the network, and the network um, works with that veteran to get any um, specific issues that they're having resolved. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So it's, again, it's the integration of different, different resources ultimately to empower the community, empower the veteran and, and in a long-term way, not just a once and one and done. So, um, that's, that's fantastic. And I, I like, um, that mission roll call allows for the veterans to have a voice and, you know, um, uh, the s785 act that you just spoke about um, is is implementing positive change which is which is fantastic.
1: Yes and and we're certainly honored and proud to have been a part of that mm-hmm.
0: yeah for sure. For sure. So I know you said that uh, America's Warrior Partnership is nationwide. The outreach is nationwide. So how can someone learn more about the services that you guys provide? Um, And just, yeah, we can talk about that.
1: Okay. So to learn more about America's Warrior Partnership, um, I would invite anyone to visit our website, www.americaswarriorpartnership.org. www.americaswarriorpartnership.org. Uh, we have a number of initiatives and programs, and all of that is detailed on our website and There are ways uh to connect to the different programs through the website. There'll be information on how to do that
0: yeah i've I've been on your website multiple times and it's it's very user friendly so that's that's very encouraging too <laughs> um, uh how about uh volunteer opportunities? Jeanette? Do you guys have any volunteer opportunities out there?
1: Well, I think one of the volunteer opportunities is, of course, to participate in Operation Deep Dive. That's a the, the suicide study that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Folks can also, if you, you can sort of volunteer, I guess, by doing oper- mission roll call, mission roll call by sharing your stories, sharing your concerns. Um, uh, Lending your voice Mm -hmm. To the veteran experience That's certainly a way A type of volunteerism We have also begun working With ETS Sponsorship Um, ETS Sponsorship is a program To assist veterans And who are transitioning Out of the military Mm -hmm. With getting connected to a sponsor In their local community And um, if folks are interested In that They can reach out to the network here at America's Warrior Partnership to be connected to ETS sponsorship and, again, volunteer in the local community to support uh, transitioning veterans. We, We also are connected to a wide variety of resources nationally and locally. So one of the services that the network provides is connecting folks to volunteer opportunities around the country
0: and in their local community. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you for that information. Um, And um, do you have any any words of wisdom or maybe some advice to veterans out there um, that may be in need of resources and programs?
1: Well, I think that if you're in need of resources and programs, the one thing that I would encourage veterans out there to do is to reach out. Reach out to your local VSO. Um, as we talked about before, they are a plethora of information, resources, and support. So I would encourage folks to do that. If you don't know who that is or if you're um, wanting to learn far more than just a VSO can provide, you can certainly go to our website. Um, and I would encourage anyone to to do that, to be connected to larger, um, maybe um, volunteer opportunities, recreational activities, mm-hmm. uh, and then programs that can provide a need that you have maybe in your own home.
0: Right, right. Well, and I think it's important also for our listeners to understand that when you when you reach out, um, you have to stick with it. Because uh, sometimes when you reach out to your local VSO, the answer is not always an immediate yes, I, I understand that, or right. it is a process. Mm-hmm. So there's a level of patience that has to go along with that. And um, I, But, you know, in the end, you will, you know, benefit from that relationship with your veteran service officer and um, – you know, there there will be resources for the for your lifetime. So, um, I just encourage everybody just to stick with it. <laughs> Don't give Absolutely. up. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> and I think the other thing that I would add to that, in addition to, is is just be aware that there are people out here, um, such as um, your program, my program. There are folks out here that really care for the veterans in the community care for the families. We're here. There are a number of programs with dedicated people who want to help, want to support, want to help veterans live the life that they want to live. So, so absolutely reach out. Um, there are people out here eager and willing to help you. And um, when you do reach out, as you said before, please just stick with it. Some, some problems, some issues, Uh, take a minute to solve might take a little bit more than that um and we just want to help be a part of that solution
0: right right be a positive change for sure um well, Jeanette, it has been um a pleasure chatting with you, and before I let you go, I always like to ask people a few of their favorite things. so okay. are you ready for those <laughs> questions? I am I'm ready all right. um do you have a favorite book or author
1: mm. well i my favorite author growing up, strangely enough, was Stephen King mm-hmm. because I do like all those scary stories, (laughs) so I would have to say that he's my my favorite author.
0: Okay, all Um, right. Very cool. Um, How about a favorite way to unwind?
1: a favorite way to unwind well i have two favorite ways one of my favorite ways is to go kayaking and i did that this weekend with my children and it was glorious it was especially fun to be able to share that with them um and then another way is just to kind of curl up and see what's on
0: netflix okay (laughs) all right um how about your favorite food or meal Oh,
1: well, you know, I love Italian, and um, I would love to say my favorite is something really super sophisticated, but I think I would just have to say the basic bowl of really good meat uh, spaghetti and meatballs. Yep. It's really my all-time favorite.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to That's be right. good, right? <laughs>
1: it has to be good. Some yep. good sauce and, and a well-made meatball and Yummy pasta and that that's a good day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have a favorite flower that you love? Mm,
1: I would love to go to Holland and see a field of beautiful tulips.
0: Okay. And are you a coffee or a tea person?
1: You know, I don't like either one. Oh, okay. I,
0: <laughs> I I don't
1: I don't really drink either one. I in the in the, when it's really cold, maybe some hot tea with lemon, but but not really either one. I would have to say um, some, some, some ice water or some uh, Coca-Cola is really the way I wake up in the morning.
0: Okay, gotcha. All right. Okay. Um, well, that sounds wonderful. Well, again, Jeanette, thank you very, very much for your time today and all of the important work um, that you do. Um, and that America's Warrior Partnership does and continues to uh, reach out and find new ways to to reach our veterans out there. And we thank you very, very much for your time and support.
1: Well, thank you. And I, we appreciate being connected to you and all the wonderful work that we've been able to do so far and um, look forward to continuing the partnership.
0: Sounds wonderful. And you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our Behind the Warrior podcast. This series is provided to you by the EOD Warrior Foundation. To learn more, please visit us on Facebook or at EODWarriorFoundation.org. And don't forget to tell a friend.